0: This is a Sikha from Lakota Sikhis, Chedek Yates, Parsha Sikha Aleph And the topic of the Sikha is that in this week's Parsha, we learn the Pasuk at the very beginning where it says Re'ei nason bracha uklala. And we learn the translations of Targum Unkulus and Targum Yenison on the word Klala And there are four parts in the Sikha The rebel number one asks three questions on the Targumim Number two, answer the questions. Number three, present a deeper understanding of the answer. And number four, connect it to the Haftarah of this week. In the very first pasuk of our parsha, where it says, So there are two targumim. The targum targumunculus understands the words bracha uklala to mean birchen ulevaten, which means brachas and blessings and curses. And that's also how he understands the word Klallo in the later psukim, because in the first four psukim of the parasha, the word klala is mentioned three times. First, it says in our, our pasuk, nechi and then the next pasuk says, bracha, you get the bracha for listening to Hashem. Then the third pasuk says, vaha you get the klala for not listening to Hashem. And then the fourth pasuk says, that when Hashem brings you to Yisrael, you should place the bracha on her grizim, and the klala on her evil. So in all three places, the Targum Unklus translates the word klala to mean curses. However, the Targum Yenison and also the Targum Yerushalmi, they translate the word uklala in both psukim, the first two times that it appears, not the third time, the first two times. Both where it says an hour, and also two psukim later where it says, they translate the word klala to mean which means the substitute or the exchange. So it says, and the substitute or the exchange of bracha. So they translate klala in those two places to be khilufa. And there are three questions here. The first question is what's the reason for the difference between the two Targumim about the translation of the word klala? Why do they each translate it differently? the second question is that it's even more difficult in that the target in the later pasuk the third time where it says klala where it says that you should place the klala al-har-eval so he changes and translates the word ha-klala as umalatataya, which means a curse. So, besides for the first question about the difference between Targum Onkelos and Targum Yenison, that one translates klala to be in a curse, and the other one translates klala to be Vichilufa, an exchange or a substitute, when we look at Targum Yenison himself, it's even more difficult to understand that he himself changes between how to translate the word klala. The first two times he uses the translation of khilufa, and the third time he uses the translation of umalatataya that it's a curse another difficulty in the targum Yenison, besides for switching between the first two times and the third time in the translation of the word klala, another difficulty in the targum munison is that number one klala is a thing for itself there's a bracha, there's a klala. There are two separate entities. And each one is an entity for itself. Whereas the word hilufa means the exchange from something else to this. Meaning it doesn't give it its own identity. It's just saying it's an exchange from something else. It's not really giving the definition of this thing itself. Whereas the word klala actually gives it its own name. That it's its own entity. It's a klala. And number two, khilufa makes sense by two things that are different from one another. And that's why you're exchanging one for the other. That's why there is an exchange, but at the same time they have to be connected and therefore they are exchanged. In order to exchange one thing for the next, they have to be two separate entities. But they have they have to have some type of connection that therefore you could exchange one for the other. However, that can apply by two things that are opposites, like over here a bracha and a klala. And the Rebbe brings an example of this of how we switch the word echad in Shema Yisrael Hashem Hashem Echad to the word vaid in vad. And the switch is done because there there is a connection between each of the letters. The Rebbe explains the connection between the Aleph and a Vav, so the Aleph of Echad turns into the Vav of Void, and there's a connection between the Ches of Echad and the Ayin of Void, so it switches from a Ches to an Ayin, and there's a connection between the big Dalit in Echad and the regular Dalit in Void, and so it's exchanged for the Dalit in Void. But each of the exchanges, although they're different letters, but they have some sort of connection that therefore they can be exchanged. But Bracha and Klala. Are total opposites and it wouldn't seem to make sense that one could be exchanged for the other the explanation of this and to answer all three questions so the general difference between Targum Unculus and Targum Yenison is that Targum Onkelos translates the words according to Pshuta Shal Mikra. he translates the words according to their simple meaning and in some places he'll translate it according to the Indian meaning he's going to consider the Indian and not just a simple translation of the words but even then He's going to go according to the Pshutay of the Indian, the simple meaning of the Indian, Whereas Targum Yenison and Targum Yerushalmi, so in many places, they don't translate according to Pshutay. They don't follow the simple explanation, not the simple translation, and not the simple meaning of the Indian, But rather, the, it adds explanations and presents Midrash Hazal, Dinim V'chulom. And so therefore, Targum Unkelis translates the word Uklala as Uluvaten, because that's what a klala is. It's a curse. However, according to Midrash Hechazal, so this isn't glad because since the Passach says, chamayim, it says over here in the Passach, it's telling us, look, see what Hashem places before you today. Meaning, in other words, it's coming from Hashem. So the question is, how can we translate that Hashem is nason? And we know that it says, nason ba'ayin nason. one who gives, gives in a generous way. So surely Hashem is giving in a generous way. So how can we translate that Hashem is and He gives something which is the opposite of rocha. It's understood that Ein Ra no and Mipi So how do we understand this? And therefore, Tagim Yenison explains that here Klola means Chilufa. It's the exchange from a bracha. What what does he mean to say with this? Meaning, the reason there's a klala isn't because of the anechi naysin. Anoichi is not naysin a klala. So why is it a klala? It says klala. He says the meaning of klala is chilufa. What he's telling us is that it's not because of the anechi naysin, but rather because of the makabal. Meaning that through the makabal not behaving properly, so the bracha is exchanged with a klala. So that's what it's telling us. This is the exchange of a bracha. This klala, it's a klala. But it's the exchange of a bracha. Meaning, it was supposed to be a bracha. What came from Hashem is a bracha. So why was there this exchange? Because of the behavior of the makabal. And this is similar to what it says right afterwards in the next pasuk. To the idea that the behavior of the makabal. Of Tishmu, mitzvah Hashem Brings down anechin eisen bracha. So too, the reason it's a klala, it's not because of the Nechinoisin, it's because of the Makabal. And therefore, it's translated as Chilufa. And so with this, we understand the difference between the two Targumim. And we understand how klala could be translated as Khilufa, because it's not coming to tell us the translation. It's coming to answer this question, this difficulty of the idea that Hashem is a Klalah, it's explaining to us that it's Khilufa from the Makabal. And regarding our last question, that the Targum Yanessan himself translates the word in the third Pasuk as a curse. So the explanation for that is however in the later Pasuk where it says Har Evil, it's not talking about that Hashem is giving it. It's talking about what the Yiddin should do in the enteritist role. So over there it doesn't speak of a Naihi Nasin so then, also Targumaneson translated it literally as Malatataya, because it is, it's a curse. It's only in the earlier when we have this difficulty that he gives this understanding, this insight, this explanation that it's chilufa, it's the exchange, and that comes about because of the Makabal and not chasu that it's what Hashem is masin. Now we're going to move on to a long discussion to explain this idea of kolala on a deeper level. So, however, it's still not glottic. The original question is still not fully resolved. And the difficulty is, how can we say that the chilufa klala is something that doesn't come from Hashem, but rather from the makabel, as we explained? How can we say that if the pasuk says which means that the neisen also refers to the uklala, and especially since it says with a vav and so our answer that the klala is a chilufa through the makabel doesn't fully fit with the pasuk saying that. That it's a Neuchy both the Bracha and the Klala. So, the answer to this is, and because of the length, we're going to explain it in a few parts. The explanation of all of this is the general union of Targum of Terah for Yidin, it came about because of the Golis and Shibud of Yidin. That because of the situation, it became necessary to translate the Terah. In the various languages of the 70 nations now there are two ways of how to see and understand the difficulties of gullus there is the way of targum Unklis, which is the targum of Buvel. the place of gullus where the helm and hester is in its full force so there the difficulties are taken as what they simply look like an inion of klala so he translates what's klala klala is a curse levatin and then there's Targum Yenison and Yerushalmi, the Targumim of Artis Rol, where there isn't such a Helen VeHester of Galas, so they see more clearly the panimius of things. And therefore they translate that the difficulties of Galas are really Chilufa, meaning they are an exchange of two items that are of the same type. Because only the manner of the Amshacha, of the Bracha is changed. But the purpose and intent, the panimius, is Toiv and Bracha. So really there's only Bracha. And then there's the exchange of a Bracha. It's still a Bracha. It's just the exchange of a bracha. It's the manner of the amshachah which changed, but what is it? It's a bracha. It's tevun bracha, and this is similar to what it says: mm-hmm. va'yancho va'yirivecho ki kasher ka yasir ishes bnei Hashem alekcho miyasreko and the Hashem is meviachal eretz tevah that Hashem is meyasir like is bnei for the good of the eden So ultimately, it's all an expression of bracha. That's the whole essence of it it's the purpose of it it's the intent of it and it's just the manner of the Amshakha that it sometimes comes out as a bracha and sometimes as chilufa the opposite but it's ultimately all a bracha as we're going to continue on and explain in this idea of the inner meaning and the inner purpose and the inner intent of the klala it's all said in Lashon Targum not in Lashon HaKedesh which Loshen Targum is meant to help the simple people who don't understand Loshen to understand the Torah. Meaning that we don't only tell the great people who the Gullus doesn't affect so much. Not only to them do we tell the inner purpose and meaning of Klala and Gullus, but rather also and primarily we tell the simple people over who the Helam and Hester has strong, such a strong effect that they need the Targum. These are people who need Targum, and to them we're telling them their inner meaning of the Klala and Galas. And so with this, we already answered two of the questions. We understand the difference between Targum Unklus and Targum Yenison and Targum Yerushalmi because the Targum Yenison Yerushalmi is where the Galas doesn't have such a strong power. And so you can see the inner meaning, the inner purpose, the inner intent of the Galas. And we also understand how you could translate it as Chilufa because essentially it's all a bracha. It's just the manner of the Amshacha which is different. And to answer the question, the second question of how come later on it says... In the Targum Yenis he translates Kalalah as a curse the third time. So we're going to give a deep explanation for this. So this is all taught at the beginning of the parasha. When the general message is summarized. Meaning, when we discuss the general Indian of Veda and its intent and purpose. So then we say the purpose and inner intent of the Klala is really khilufa, It's really all a bracha and it's just a manner of amshach which is different. However, when we're holding by the actual Aveda, where it's four psukim in, where it says, it's four psukim later, and it says, when Hashem will bring you to the land, and now you have to do the Avedah, so then in order to influence and penetrate the Nefesh of Bahamas, so then we have to translate it literally, a curse. And the reason is because that's the only way to influence the Nefesh of Bahamas. It has to be with something which is strong, as Razal say, you have to use that Indian of Gvura in order to overcome the yitzahara. To understand this on an even deeper level. So, the reason the Torah teaches us that the Kalala, which is an Indian of Chilufa, so it's not just for the purpose to ease the Avodah Veden when they you know that everything is Tav and Bracha and it's just the manner of I'm which is different. It's not just that, but rather it's important for the very Indian itself. It's an Indian for itself. So what's the what's the meaning of this the explanation of this will be understood by first prefacing the following according to pshutah shalmikra the anechi nason refers to hashem and so there's a difficulty with this since anechi is above any of the names of hashem and it's not even isram it's above any name anything there's nothing that could capture the anechi and it's pshutah. so how is it possible that klola can come from after pshutah? And the explanation is similar to what's explained um, in a different place that true pshitus expresses itself in his Pshitus expresses itself in his chalkos. Because when Etzma poshit is revealed in Ribri especially when they are opposites, that itself is the proof that he isn't defined and limited in any form of disc- or description. But is rather pashut Betachlis HaPshittas, which therefore, even the Ribri and even opposites, they aren't an issue for him because if it's a it's an indian of pshittas, which defies this that means it's not true pshittas Ischalkos is a contradiction to its pshittus. the real etzim apashat is such that it's revealed in Rabbi Kavim and even when they're opposites, and it still stays and remains at some Habashat. And therefore, since the Achtus of Anoichi is revealed specifically, according to this idea, it's revealed specifically through the opposite Kav, through Chilufa, so it comes out that Amshochas al Kuslamata, through this Kav of Chilufa, is actually higher and deeper than Amshochas al when it's in the form of a Bracha and revealed good. Since it's specifically the opposite which expresses the level that it comes from so it comes out that specifically in chilufa do you get and and reach a much higher level and this whole idea, this whole inyan fits with what the at explains, that the primius inyan ha what's the primius of the inyan of yesurim of difficulties, of challenges, of struggles, of difficulties? It's the P'china of To'ev from Alma Deskasya, from, not Alma from a higher world of Alma Deskasya, which is from Yudke of Shemavaya, not from the Vavke, like revealed good, but from Yurke, which is higher. But it comes down here in the form of yesurim. So this is higher than revealed To'ev, and he explains that the reason is because they're chasadim ha which cannot come down in a revealed chesed. It's a much higher level. And this is also the deeper explanation of what it says, es Hashem That the union of ya'av Hashem, it comes down in a manner of yechiach chasadim hamachusim. It comes from a higher level because Hashem loves this person. Because revealed chesed is chitsayin chesed. It's from a lower level. And according to this, we can better understand the reason that yesurim, which seem like a klala, are called Khilufa because like it's, it says over there the fiya rak and they are higher than revealed brachas and it's just khilufa in exchange in the manner of the ashbah because it comes from a higher level however in order that also these brachas and lofty chasadim should be revealed because that's what we want it's through yidin knowing and recognizing that the yisurim are chassadim which come from hashem and this causes one to be smechim be yisurim and when a yid has that awareness that recognition that these are really chassadim from a much higher level that brings about that it should also be in a revealed way According to this, we can very well understand the connection between the Parsha and its haftarah, as well as in general with the Hafteras of the Shiva, the the seven weeks where we read Hafteras of Nachama for the Chorben Beis Hamikdash. In the haftarah it speaks of the Nachama that Hashem himself will comfort the Eden, and in a way of aneichi, O hu-menach which it says over there, twice aneichi, which is a higher gilui than the Gilui b'mat and where it only says aneichi one time. The Afteris also speak of the great hashpa and Verav Tuvle basis Israel, which is not found in other afters. And the reason for this is because the Chassadim Amachusim, which were hidden in the Gimel de Paranusa, in the three weeks from Shiva of Tamas until Tishav, and they're actually seen as Paranus because of their high level. So the reason why we have these great giluyim is because those Chassadim Amachusim are revealed in the Shiva de Nechemta. And also what we said at the end, that the way that it becomes... A, comes down here in a revealed way is recognizing and realizing that it's really from a much higher level so also the manner of the gile is hinted to in the afteris and especially in the after of our parasha of an ania seira so here we're going to start it off and we'll continue it in the next section Davudrum he brings from the medrash a reason for the afteris of the shiva and their order it goes like this in the first aftera, Hashem tells the neviim that they should nachamu, nachamu ami, that they should comfort the Yidin in response Knesset's role says in the second Haftarah the Yidin are saying that for to get an Nochama from the Nevi'im for them that's like Hashem left them that, and they want the an to come from Hashem himself and when the Nevi'im bring this message, message to Hashem in the third Teira, where it says Ani the Yidin are not are not comforted so Hashem responds in the fourth after that he accepts the request and he himself comforts them which is in the next two of number f- number five and six where it says in number five akar yalada, and in number six Kumi eri and then which brings to what it says in the seventh of that there is the comfort for the neshama and so we're going to continue on and ask a question in this and show how this reflects the idea that through a Yid seeing the inner meaning of the Yisurim that really comes to a much, much higher level when a Yid recognizes and realizes that so that actually brings about that it should be good also in a revealed way. Teva and Nigla So over here it's not understood. Hashem knows everything and He knows the future. So He knew, He already knew originally that the Yid wouldn't accept the Nechama through the Navim, and that He Himself would end up giving them the Nechama. So, if so, why did he wait until the Yidin complain that Azavani Hashem and Adnai Shechachani? Why does he have to wait for that? But according to what we said, it's understood. Since it's the time that comes after the great Yridov of Tishubav, so it's possible the Yidin will be satisfied with the Nachama from the Navim. And especially since it's a Nachama Bichifrayim, it starts off at the very beginning that Nachamu Nachamu, twice. However, if that would be accepted by the Yidden, so then it means that the Yidden see the Puranas as a punishment and a Klala, which the of the Neviim is enough for. And not that there is a lofty chesed from Hashem in the Puranas. However, since after the Nechama from the Neviim, the Yidden complain. They have a Taina. Then not only is the Nechama not enough, but it's a Zavani, Hashem, they see it as Hashem leaving them if He doesn't give them the nukhamah from it. Directly from himself. By sending the Nevi'im, it's a form of Hashem leaving them. Not only is it not a Nechama. So this shows that you didn't know and feel, which you said is the point. They know and feel that the Puranas and Eurida is only a Chilufa. Then in truth, they are Chassadim and, and therefore, they complain about the Nechama from the Nevi'im that it's not the Gile of the Panimius and Kavana of Gaulus. It's not getting to that. It's a Nechama. They don't want just a Nechama. They want to get to see what it really is the Panimius and the Kavana of it. From the tremendousness of the Piranias, it's clear that these are extremely lofty and a high level of chassadim. Ones that can only come from Hashem Himself. And this awareness and knowledge itself brings the Gilui. So the Hashem waits for the yidin because that's what brings it. This is what brings the Gilui that Hashem agrees with the ta'ina, with the Tvi of the yidin, the complaint of the yidin, until it's bishle, it'll be b'shleimus in the gulah of Hashlema when we will see the chassadim in a revealed way and with our physical eyes Hanira